was as if he'd kicked about three pounds of haggis that time because it hardly got off the ground. Three pounds of haggis. 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 Three pounds of haggis because it hardly got off the ground. Sport with Scott Brown and Nathan Snade. Kia ora and good and Orvin from Today Radio. Studio for Kirschberg, the headquarters of Let's Talk Sport. We are Sunday, the 15th of October 2023, and we're show number 137 tonight. Regretfully, um, our man Scott Brown, he's not with us tonight, nor is Anton. So, who else have I brought in? None other than James Kent, the all reliable Stade de Francais coach. James Kent. How much have we relied on your anchor on Today Radio today? We've called on you a couple of times, but what better time to call upon you? Rugby World Cup. Always ready to answer the call. Always ready. <laughs> Just why I've been waiting for this phone call for a while. So. <laughs> then now tell me, last time we spoke, uh, last time we spoke, James, we were well. You, you were talking about that you were going to go into camp midway through the um, through the Rugby World Cup. Is that has that happened or or, or, or well, so or much not a camp one? more? Uh, Pre-season. pre-season, it was yeah, like a second pre-season. Um, so yeah, and it's been uh, it's been all right. Like the obviously the the dynamics are a bit different with players missing and coaches missing, but more um, the all the teams have you know come back, and there's only a few weeks to go now. How many more? How much of the squad would you um, would be would be in the pre-season? Would you would you would you have ninety percent, eighty percent, ninety percent, with the exception of the guys who were away? With yep. the World Cup, so depending team for team, we'd probably be looking at, you know, having maybe ten or so guys away, maybe a bit less. Other teams, the Rochelle, to lose, they'd probably be looking at fifteen. Yeah. So it varies from team to team, um, but I think that you saw that from the first three rounds, some teams benefited from it, yeah, like ourselves. Um, and other teams struggled a little bit. So whether that offsets a little bit of the how the season goes, still to be determined. But that has to be exciting, right? I mean, you've got a, you've still got let's say more than a season ahead of you. We're playing top fourteen, so there's a lot of games to be played. That must be of, still a lot, there's a, lot a lot of code, a lot, a, a, a lot of footy. Now, on tonight's show, we are obviously going to be talking about the code that's been happened. We've we've had three of the four um, quarterfinals being played. We had the, we got the, had the two matches now that have been played in Marseille. We had the match last night um, played in in, in, in Paris. Um, well, it's exciting. I, I don't know where to start, but we're going to start where we usually start. Tonight, as I said, it is the 137th show of, uh, of Let's Talk Sport. I'm going to give you a little bit of a, a mathematical fact, if you uh, yeah, don't mind me, me, but 137 me. is the 33rd prime number. Were you good in Were you good in maths? Absolutely not. Yeah, absolutely not. No, no. I um, I was one of those who probably needed a bit of extra 
extra attention after classes for uh, some extra extra tutoring for maths. You're yeah, you, so you're in school down under, or you're school up in the north, nor- northern hemisphere. Northern hemisphere. So I can proudly please, say, please tell me your arrival to Stowe School, which was Scott's. Uh, Absolutely, your arrival. Absolutely. What was the name of your school? Uh, a school called Radley College. Radley College. Okay. Ho 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 ho. Very uh, very prestigious school. Well, one three seven. Is that thirty third prime number? The next is one three nine, with which it, that com, uh, compromises of a twin prime. Did you know? Did no. you, I, I never knew that there was a twin a twin prime until recently. I'm not going to say into this afternoon because a couple of weeks back I learned what a, tw- uh, a um, what a twin prime was is, and that is either whether it's two less or two more than the actual prime number itself. So for, example, so, for example, 17 and 19, for example, we know that they're prime numbers, 41, 43, no, no prime numbers. I'm not going to go further more than... I'm having some pretty bad flashbacks right now, so... <laughs> I think, You're getting a little I think bit we leave, hot. It, we leave it there, and we uh, we stick to the sports. Well, we haven't got the t- we haven't got the cameras on tonight. Regretfully, there's been a little little bit of a glitch in in that front. But I want to let you know that uh, boy, oh boy, you're looking good in that shirt. But uh, I was representing the flying Fijians. You were fl- re- representing the flying Fijians. It was an old school jersey. And I tell you what, I would be in the studio tonight with my Fijian shirt on and with my Fijian cap. But I've actually lent it to a good Australian friend of mine, Skippy. Mm. Funny enough that we've got an Australian called Skip, uh, an Australian friend called Skippy, and he has um, he's right now walking out of uh, Marseille, I, I, Marseille State or the Velodrome. Pro- 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 Velodrome is it called? Dis- yeah, Velodrome. Velodrome. Disgusted, I'd say probably. Yeah, I think they got probably within pretty, a whisker. Pretty filthy. Well, probably. I mean, it's 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 news to it's, it's all news and fresh to us. But we will um, obviously throughout the show we'll give you a rundown if you're listening. And it's Monday morning. I apologise. You've probably already read the news and you know what's going on. But we're obviously going to dissect a lot into the World Rugby Cup. Is there any? Is there any other sport going on right now in your world, mate? Well, let's not forget there's the uh, rugby league that's on. So. The uh, internationals, so international rugby league. Mm, yeah, the Kangaroos played uh, Samoa yesterday, and uh, home game for the Kangaroos was it? Or the it kangaroos? was a home game. Yeah, and it was a uh, a bit of a demolition job from uh, from the Kangaroos. But I mean, to be expected. To be expected, but this is when it's quite interesting compared. Well, I mean, rugby union are now doing it, but rugby league have you know allowed guys to change. Uh, the nationality, so you get a lot of guys representing their heritage playing for Samoa and Tonga and Fiji and even Papua New Guinea. I would say that's a good uh, a good thing, particularly mm. for a small sport like rugby league, where it's only exactly. really played in England, yeah. New Zealand, Australia. Obviously, and that's why Tonga um, were at uh, in the rugby league World Cup final last yeah. year. That's so. right, and they, and they gave the Kiwis a good old belting mm. in their in, in their in their territory. Um, so we've talked about number one three seven. What is else on the menu today? Um, obviously, World Cup rugby. We've talked about. We're going to talk about the three of the four quarterfinals that have been played. That's Wales, Argentina, Ireland, New Zealand, and England, Fiji. That's just been being played. Um, I was hoping to bring you um, some content from out and about. Actually, fortunately, I've got Merlin Hertz message has come through. So we know Merlin. She's been on the um, on the show before. Merlin is a volleyballer. 
um, who plays for Ash uh, from Estonia. She came in as an import, has so been here for a, a, a long time. Fortunately, her message has got through, so we hope to play uh, Merlin's message. She's giving us the update of everything that's gone on in the um, in, in Luxembourg's um, sporting world. I was hoping to get Amy Thompson. She's also uh, sent me a message. So has um, Alex Evangelakakis, but, um, who we know is coaching um, at Oxford uh, Football Club. Uh, Leon Marx I think has sent a message in as well and Johnny Williams he has sent a message in because Paul Cole a a Kiwi uh, who was doing very well and has put in a massive effort over the summer and he's recently or just last night won the US Open and he's going to dissect into that a little bit uh, a, a little bit more but before we crack into the rugby which I'm very eager to pick your brain um, with there mate is I'm going to give a bit of a sport in the history of the world today Wayne Gretzky, familiar Wayne with Gretzky, it? yep. Yep. Well, on this day in 1989, he passed Geordie Howe as the NHL all-time goal scorer. Right. So it's quite quite phenomenal, really. Yeah. You know, throughout his career, he scored 2,857 uh, 2, points. I mean, he's so a goal is a goal, goats, right? And, and and we're not one hundred percent. He's one of the goats. Uh, one of the goats. But a goal is a goal, right? But when you're only getting one point for your goal, there's no three points. There's no yeah. coming. Up. So he has two thousand eight hundred and fifty-seven points in history, which is still to date more than any other player has. Uh, would would he be up there as probably the most famous Canadian athlete? Would you say? You know what? I'd like to say yes, he is. Mm. However, when I think we're not regretfully and unfortunately, when I think Canadian athlete, I think Ben Johnson as well. Yeah, probably not for the same reasons. No, regretfully not. But yeah, it's what what makes the news, isn't it? Mm. What makes the news? And unfortunately, in, in in Europe, yes, we play ice hockey. Even ice hockey is is going leaps and bounds in Luxembourg, but. Um, yeah, unfortunately, uh, yeah. When I th- why do I think of Ben Johnson going to only be because he's been in Scotland and I've been referring to him a lot because it's it's almost a today in the in in the, in the world. Um, I mean, bit of trivia: who's his daughter married to? Tom Brady. No, no, no not Tom Brady. Uh, good call. Another very good, uh, very good athlete, south of the border of Canada. Ah, uh, you got me on that one. Yep. Uh, go on, but it, it, a golfer. Rory. No. No. Dustin Johnson, DJ. DJ. DJ, yeah. that's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. Ah. I'm annoyed I didn't get that one, mate. Don't, don't know if they're married, but they are. I think, I think they've got a couple an of kids. An item. Yeah, an item. I think they've got a couple of kids. Anyway. Correct us if, 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 if we're wrong. If you know, you can always text into the show, 621-52-5000. Just uh, pass on your, 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 your insight, your, your knowledge, and uh, we will be happy to, uh, to, to, to share it if, if you know who uh, Wayne Gretzky's daughter uh, is, is married to or partnering. Not understand, Wayne. He's achieved an impressive 92, or he achieved an impressive 92 goals during the 81-82 NHL season. No other player came close to that, surpassing this record. And another thing which I oh, which I love when these athletes give back, he has given so much back to the community, which is a testament to his career, uh, to his character, um, and the impact he's had on both on and off the ice. He's donated millions, literally millions of dollars to various causes, and has been involved in uh, numerous uh, charitable initiatives, which is uh, yeah rather remark or rather 
remarkable. Uh, today, in this day in 1997, the New York jury awards boxer Mitch Green 45,000 in civil lawsuits against Mike Tyson for a street ball in 1988. He had a few misdemeanors, didn't he? I mean, probably what made him so good inside the ring. I think what you just said there is bang on. Mm. He's just one of those athletes, let's say, or humans or characters that's on, on, on edge. And I think it's very, when you when you say think of Mike Tyson, it's very easy for a critic to think the negatives. Yeah. But He's, if you look a little bit deeper, you can think a lot of positives that he has uh, contributed. I mean, he's... What he what he went through as a as a kid is probably what shaped him. Do you know? I mean, even you look at him today, you wouldn't go near him. He'd, uh, he'd what would scare you? The tattoo that the tattoo across the eye. Um, I, th- I don't know. Probably, yeah, maybe. I think just the look, the look that, <laughs> he, that he used to give you when he used to come out and just death stare you. I think uh, no, he, for me, he'd probably be up there as one of the greatest. Heavyweights, yeah, for for sure. And he and he was a pr- he was a proper um, comes out the DMX music wearing you know short <laughs> black trunks, you know no entourage, just him. You uh, you know means business. Yeah, a proper uh, what we call it a brawler, wouldn't he? A brawler. he was, and whenever you saw those fights, those fights in those uh, the, the 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 late eighties and nineties, they were good fights, right? Mm. They just went in there and they went to they went to these days. There's a little bit more strategy. Yeah. Technology a little bit, I, I don't know, technology a little bit more insight going into the boxing these days. I'd but say in, so. I'd in, say there's more in, analysis than it probably was. But yeah. But having said that, you know, I think there was a, a major part of it was them watching tape of Sugar Ray Robinson, watching tape of Joe Fraser, watching tape of, you know, the, the earlier boxers, not just heavyweights, but, um, you know, could be middleweights and flyweights. I think there was a lot to... Lot to look at. Lot there. to look at. Yeah, black yeah. and white footage. Very, very much. So when I think of uh, Mike Tyson, I think of uh, three particularly. You know, obviously, his, his boxing dominance, mm. um, his Olympic success, mm-hmm. and 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 ultimately a, a cultural icon. Oh, I thought you were going to say cameo in the Hangover. <laughs> that was a that was a damn good point. Yeah. That was a very, very good point, actually, because he, I think he came out with a tiger, didn't he? Or in his, yeah. his house, he had the tiger. He actually, I think he, he punched a guy in the face on a plane last year uh, who was winding him up. I don't know if you saw that footage. <laughs> he actually did. The guy really? just kept on, yeah, no, he, the guy kept on giving him a bit of a bit of lip and Iron Mike just had enough and going, <laughs> listen, shut your mouth. Listen, he deserved it. Yep. He deserved it. Hey, but you Mike- could say you got punched in the head by Mike Tyson. <laughs> That's probably why he did it. Probably uh, one into yourself, and just something I wouldn't mind you uh, having a flick on on the um, on the on the PC there. Actually, uh, in this day in two thousand one is the IPL cricket final, um, or it was the, the the IPL cricket final, Dubai International Stadium, with the Chennai Super Kings. They won their fourth IPL uh, title, being Calcutta um, Riders by twenty seven runs. Now, IPL, are you in for the big twenty twenty? I like a bit of IPL. Yeah. I like a bit of IPL. I don't know if you saw that documentary. Entertainment purposes? Yeah. 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 And I just think it's good to have a, a league like that that players from across the world can go and compete and you get the passion of the fans. It's just unreal, just another level. Mm. If you've seen that, um, I think it's on Amazon Prime um, yep. series, unbelievable. When they go from place to place, the buses are just swamped full of people. 
We don't really see it here much in in, in Europe. That uh, we we certainly see it down under, don't we? Mm. But the um, bash. The, 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 we've got the big bash. But I I, I guess you because I say the Indian culture, we very much look. You know, like the Indian culture is significantly stronger in the southern hemisphere. We feel it more than what we feel in Europe. Now we know that in Europe, in Luxembourg, there's a there's a big big Indian culture um, or, or population, I guess you could say. But we feel it a lot more. The IPL, you don't really hear much of it. No, no. I think I, I think it's probably what you say. It's just Europe. It's just it's a billion people living in. Yeah. In India, it is it is massive. Yeah. Talking of India and and cricket, well, right now, would you would would you believe it? Because you and your 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 mind and my mind are one hundred percent fixed on rugby, but there's actually the ICC are playing their uh, um, fifty over yeah. World Cup right now. Top of the ladder, uh, India. India followed top of the ladder, followed by New Zealand and then South Africa. Australia down the bottom, just uh, just below the Netherlands. There's only a couple. There's only a couple of games, and I believe they are playing around robin uh, format with about ten yeah. teams. I think of I'm, I'm. They um, yeah, they beat Australia, um, and then I'd have to check who they who they they won their second game as well. But uh, it's definitely a good uh, a good tournament, and another format that I quite like though. That one day international, do you know? I think uh, you can get behind it. Would you would you be more of a a, fif, uh, a fifty over man or a twenty twenty? I mean, from a pure fan point of view, I think twenty twenty. But you know, having grown up as well with one day international, you'd only have one day international, and you'd only have you know a test match. So for me, I think there's a bit of the the traditional side in that one day. Um, you know, watching icons of one day international cricket go to work. You know the Michael Bevins of the world. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I'm with you. I'm a, I'm a 50 over man. Yeah. Oh, I'm a, I'm a 50 over man. But the, the, there is a place for 2020. Just a smog I, I don't know. Like just recently, they've been playing like the World Test Championships. They've been playing kind of over a over a series and they've been accumulating points. I'm not sure if I'm into that, but certainly a 50 a 50 over. Yeah, 50 over. I think there's enough. There's enough. Strategy that can go behind a fifty over, as opposed to twenty twenty. Games can still swing a lot more. Yeah. We don't really see it in twenty twenty, do we? Yeah, yeah. Um, going down to birthdays. Oh yeah, John L. Sutherland, born in eighteen fifty eight, regretfully passed away in nineteen eighteen. He was an American boxer. He was the first heavyweight gloved championship pre bare knuckle. Right. Oof. He was born on this day, 1958. Obviously, sadly, passed away in 1918. Speaking of, of boxing, uh, just before we leave the boxing world, uh, do you remember a boxer called Kostya Su, Australian boxer? Yeah. His, uh, yes. his son is now boxing and had a good old win, Tim Su, against uh, an American Mendoza last night, which has hopefully led him to, you know, trying to have a crack in the big leagues, but he defended the world title yesterday. Um, I think it was TKO, Ooh. but um, yeah, he's one. He's one to look out for. Boxing's kind of dropped in the last. I would say six months. Would you say, or even twelve months? Boxing's kind of dropped off the radar. I think is it because of Joshua, or is it because there's it hasn't been a lot of fighting? I think it's competition with the UFC now. Yeah, I think the UFC has probably made a product that's pretty hard to to rival in terms of, of fighting sports yeah um me personally i'm still 
more boxer than I'm UFC. I find it hard to get, you know, get myself into the UFC. Yeah, I'm with you. I'll watch the big fights, but I think boxing is just a, a lot more technical than... I mean, don't get me wrong, the UFC is very technical if you know what to look for. If you know about the, the jiu-jitsu and the, the grappling and the takedowns, I think there's a lot to be said from a technical point of view. But me personally, not being an expert in that field, I, I feel I, I can see more in boxing from an analytical point of view. Um, but I can understand the, you know, the passion for UFC as well. People like to see guys bash each other inside a cage. Yeah, sure. Sure, human nature. Also on this day, it is Didier Deschamps, his 50th birthday, 1968 French footballer who managed the World Cup for France, obviously both as captain in in, in 88 and his manager in 2018, born in uh, Bayonne in French. Another birthday shout-out to born on this day in 1988, uh, Mesut Ozel, the Turkish-German football player who's played for uh, Germany and uh, played for Germany national team and uh, Arsenal as well. Right, let's crack on to it, mate. Um, 2023 Rugby World Cup, France, quarterfinals, first match was in Marseille. Wales, 17, Argentina, 29. Mm. Mm. Very, very unfortunate for Wales. Can the Welsh Rugby Union... For what they've been through in the last, I'm not going to say six months. I'm going to say twelve months, and the and the and the state of the game, and then in the UK, let's say, in Great Britain, can they be proud of their their turnaround in this tournament? I think I think they should be. Honestly, if you were to tell people that Wales would be playing in a quarterfinal twelve months ago, they probably wouldn't have taken you seriously. Despite, let's say, at the easiest side of the draw, yeah, that I think taking that, yeah, taking that into account, okay. I still, I think that you know they were a long way. They fired their coach six months ago. Wayne yeah, Dirk was Wayne gone, Pitt. you know, so they lost to Georgia. Everyone started, you know, pointing fingers. The Welsh Union was in a you know disarray in the front office. Uh, the players, players were leaving. They didn't have money for. Well, they went on strike, didn't they? Yeah, they had you know they had no money there. They had no money to, to pay people out. They had the clubs were in strife, um, so I think you know players were looking to leave uh, the clubs in Wales. So I think yeah, they've got a lot to be proud of. Definitely. I think Gats has has done a, a, a fantastic. I'm not sure many coaches could have done what he did because I think he took that job, let's say, back off Wayne Pivac, mm. and then he realised, Jesus, I didn't realise how. I mean, he would know he's got a certainly... A bit do, do you think it's easier for him to go back in an environment that he's already been at? No, and, uh, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I don't think at all. Mm. I don't think at all. He's probably seen a, an environment that was not too bad. It's nothing to do with Wayne Pivak because I think Wayne Pivak is an absolute class jo- uh, class coach. I think he did a fabulous job um, with Northland. Mm. Um, and I think they, they took on a very, uh, a, a very good coach in Wayne Pivak. And... Welsh Rugby Union didn't feel that he was the right man. They bring back Gats, and everything just kind of went downhill. Yeah. But he's a steady, steady man, Gats. Like he's a he's tried and tested, and oh, I got a credit credit where credit's due. No, I think they'll be they'll be obviously gutted because um, they did, you know, perform at the World Cup. I think you know they flew under the radar. They managed to. 
top of Australia. People didn't think that would happen. You know, Fiji was a, a close one for them and, you know, they made 13 changes or whatever it was for Portugal. No, Portugal gave them a good run at, for, for a period of time. But, you know, yesterday, I think it was tough. They they won 60% of their lineouts compared to Argentina, won 100% of their lineouts. So yep. already set piece was harder. Uh, Argentina dominated territory by 60%, you know. So I think they, Argentina's kicking game is probably more more precise. Um, you said at the start of the Rugby World Cup that the kicking games are, are very important and, and they will be in the World Cup. I, I I still don't understand the box kick. I'm going to come on to another an, another chapter later on on the, on, on the next match, the box kick. But it has a vital role to play. And is, is that because of territory or that's because of pressure? A bit, a, a bit of both. It depends on, on, on the length of the kick, on the type of kick, even from a box kick. Um, but if you look, Argentina, 34 kicks. They kicked one, about 1,300 metres, whereas Wales, 25 kicks, 700 metres. You know, they kicked almost double double the metres. Uh, so I put them in better better positions um, on the on the pitch as well. So territory-wise, they were playing an intelligent game. Um, and then they dominated the possession as well, you know. So I think by playing in the right areas, relying on the defence to get off the line... What do Argentina bring? They bring aggression, they bring physicality, bring emotion. So, you know, just being relentless by being able to defend phase play and hoping that Wales make a mistake, which ultimately, you know, they made a few mistakes, a few poor kicks, um, you know, box kicks that went out on the full means that Argentina with a 100% line-out record, bang, get a line-out, get an opportunity, either penalty or end up scoring. So... Yeah, look, I think Argentina were smart. Checker, he's been there, done that. You know, he's been there before. He's a good coach as yeah. well. So I was going to say the checker, the checker effect. He's got this yeah. massive aura and, and massive conf. Let's say confidence. Or we see it from the outside. Confidence. I'll tell you what, they who they have as a defence coach is a Kiwi, David Kidwell. Yeah, David Kidwell, a, a, a big leaguey, wasn't big he? Leaguey, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he actually came into the club to observe us the last season just to see what we we're doing in defence. And yeah, he just. Uh, <laughs> When you think about David Kidwell, you think about him and Willie Mason going out. Yeah, going, going toe-to-toe. Yeah, yeah. yeah, only recently. Only in the last five years, 10 no, years. Uh, 10, 15 10 years, years ago. Yeah. yeah. But no, if, I, that's if, what I think Kidwell you, just feels like. your computer, just YouTube David Kidwell and <laughs> you're going to get a whole uh, whole array of fights. and uh, yeah, yeah, a whole array of fights, but obviously a, a, a tough bugger that yeah. would... Uh, so imagine that. He brings that sort of element to him, even though the Argentines pro- probably didn't know much about him, but he brings that energy... He brings that emotion, and the Argentinians they don't need a lot to to be driven off emotion. So yeah, and that defensive defensive display showed. So it'll be a good test for him in semi final though. And Argentina again as a team, you know, two thousand seven they came third. So um, they've also been there before. Arguably not the same players, but as a nation. Yeah, Argentina at the World Cup nineteen eighty seven in the pool stage. They got knocked out in the pool stage ninety one in the pool stage ninety five in the pool stage ninety nine. They made a quarter final. Uh, 2003 again, Paul Stage, as you said. 2007, they were third place. Um, 2011 in New Zealand, they were caught quarter final. Fourth place in 2015, and again, Paul Stage in 2019. Here we are, they're in a semi final in France, 2023. And, and, and so they're no strangers to being um, to, to being up and um, amongst, is it? Uh, amongst in it, and with the big boys. And if there's one team that can cause chaos, it's Argentina. Yeah, we the All Blacks felt that on New Zealand soil last year. 
Yeah. But it's it's interesting. Argentina almost dipped a little bit in form um, at this World Cup. Do you know, against England, they were pretty poor. Took them a few games to get going. It's almost. Do you think they were poor, or do you think England played really a clinical game that shut them out? No, I think they were still poor compared to their standards and the standards that they would expect from from themselves. I think they were they were well below what uh, what they were what? hoping to put out against England. England were clinical. They took their points, especially with a red card. But I think Argentina were poor, bearing in mind they were 15 on 14. They didn't exploit the spaces, you know, that had been opened up by having one extra man. They didn't look to play like they had the man over. They didn't kick to space. They didn't, you know, try and find the extra space. So I think, yeah, they probably would have changed a few things or had to adapt a few things. I want to ask a question in your, in, in, in your head and what goes on. And this is... This is you know, we're not prepared for this. Is off, off very much off the cuff, but um, the fly half uh, George Ford, mm. he didn't miss a he didn't miss a beat on the moment. Mm-hmm. How much does point pressure put on a team in that moment? The game's chaotic, let's say, mm-hmm. and England get the droppy, and then they get another one. They get them really back to back quite quick. Yep. As a as a as a fan, let's say, if I like, you start panicking. Oh, we need to get those six points back somehow. We need to get a try back somehow, or we need to get in their half and get it and and, and get yeah. points on this board. And they couldn't get back in their half. I think start that, you start choking. What yeah. goes on in a coach's head in that in that moment? Is it is it is it possession? Is it territory? How do you get out of that? It's momentum. 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 Like, momentum's huge. If you watch the games, and some teams now have started tracking momentum, so they have a momentum tracker. Uh, So, for example, you knock a ball on or you force an error, maybe the momentum swings. So you might come up with a big tackle, big defensive play, break that team's momentum. You might get a 50-22. Again, break that team's momentum. Uh, There's little areas of the game where something that you might overlook – you know, if you see it within that team, they'll start to feel it. They'll start to feel it, and the other team will start to feel it. And go, okay. For example, the thirty phases that the Kiwi started with yesterday. If we talk about that game, yes, thirty phases. You know, and at the end of the game, ironically, Ireland were the ones that went 30, 37, fa- they 30, 35, 37 phases. Unbelievable. Um, uh, exactly. But what happened there? You know, if that game were to keep playing, that would have been an ultimate momentum changer. Do you know, you yeah, force that mistake, you force the, that penalty, all that hard work you've done on defence, because bearing in mind it's hard. So there's different ways of, of getting momentum as well? Yes. Yeah, yeah. so that's, that's you know, okay, that answers my question. Listen, we're going to go, uh, we're going to go into, we're going to play a, a short break before we're going to, we're going to dissect into the, uh, into the second game, which was played in Paris, which was New Zealand um, and, and Ireland, which was, as we know, which was an absolute ding-donger. There is no better man to have on the show rather than yourself. So we're going to take a little break there and uh, come into that, uh, that, that match. What better song to get it on to is uh, Zombie for the the Irish, who were absolutely astonishing fans in this uh, Rugby World Cup 2023. One of the best tracks, that is absolutely sure, the Cranberries from the Zombies, and uh, quite appropriate. That is a big thank you to all our Irish fans who uh, really came up to uh, party, to be honest, and not only for the Rugby World Cup, but also for... um, 
uh, in the last four years, five years. These guys have really, really turned it on, James. Arguably still one of the best sides. It's just a shame that they do go out in the quarterfinals to a uh, to, to a New Zealand side. Is that Was that match last night, was that final worthy for you? That was final worthy. I think Ireland probably didn't lose it. They ran out of time. They just... Ran out of time, maybe ran out of puff at the end. Their, their normal, you know, work off the ball, all the efforts they do off the ball to get in position early, you know, be able to create the space through their running lines, through their decoy lines, I think they were just gassed. Like, if you look at the the last few minutes, I mean, the guys are just taking that ball and they stood still and... And they, th- th- that's right. They, they, there was almost no go- no going forward, but they yeah. couldn't. They had put their uh, their hearts were on their sleeve. That's yeah. for sure. If I was an Irishman, I would be very very proud of where you are. And and the outcome of the Rugby World Cup getting let's say knocked out in the quarterfinal is no justice to where they're at. Yep. At all. At all. These guys are a class effort. And anyone, as I said to uh, before the before the match, I've said it in the studio before. It is a complete fifty fifty. It was a complete fifty fifty whether they won, and we would agree they could come out today and they could beat New Zealand. I mean, I tipped I tipped them to win by four. Yeah, but and I thought they would go. The Aussies, uh, the, every single time there's a little boot under the table, an uppercut. Take it when you can. Just like George Gregg in the ITV box, he backed them as well. I mean, I'm not gonna not gonna argue with yeah. you know George. But, uh, <laughs> no, look, I thought they would. I thought they would come through because they've been informed more more informed than the Kiwis. Uh, but the Kiwis turned it on. I mean, hell of a game though. Like Ireland dominated possession as well. You know, close similar to Argentina, 55 percent possession, just a high ball in play though. So we spoke a few weeks ago when we did you know the show prior to the World Cup, prior to yep. the first game. We said that was pretty low ball in play. In fact, we were talking like you, because uh, I asked you the question: How many minutes in play mm. is a good game of rugby, or or these days, what's a good game of rugby? Yeah. You were talking about in the thirties, right? Is anything yeah. over t- over over? Depends on the competition, 32. right? Depends. Yeah. International rugby can be a bit higher, uh, top fourteen, a bit lower. Um, super rugby, same thing. But you know that Ireland South Africa game, they were at twenty eight minutes and. France, Ireland, Six Nations was 42, and this game last night was 42, and that's a lot of That's rugby. phenomenal for the pressure that these guys are under. Yeah, yeah. And so that's, I mean, that's that's why they were they were gassed, you know, in that same way that they were. But I think, uh, ironically, though, this World Cup has actually been the lowest ball in play in the last three World Cups. It's actually, I think there's an average of about 30 minutes, whereas 2015 they were up by 36, 37 is that because of the kicking? Nope. Ball is still in play in kick when they kick. Okay. So it can be due to probably more TMO decisions. So I think now they're averaging about two minutes for a, a decision from the TMO, which is huge because we spoke before about momentum. Yeah. If a team's building momentum, build through phase play, you've gone 30-odd phases, suddenly, bang, call back for a TMO decision. You've already got that recovery, you know, piece where you've got two minutes to recover fully so it allows the defence to recover fully and then you've killed that team's momentum so I think that TMO intervention is you know could affect team's momentum we'll see we'll see tonight whether the TMO has an influence but um, I think that's something as well that World Rugby probably need to look at, have a look at I um, 
was just having a conversation a few minutes ago when uh, I only got up to watching the first half of the Fiji-England match. How many head-on-head collisions have there been in this Rugby World Cup? Or or, or is it just an attention bias that we're just seeing more because... Well, I think that there's a consistency piece there as well because Argentina-Wales, there was the, you know, the clean-out, made contact with the head. For me... Obviously, I might not be popular with the Welsh, but for me, that's got to be a rugby rugby incident. If you look at every breakdown, you'd find something to, to, to blow the whistle at, pretty much, whether it's side entry, whether it's coming off your feet, whether it's contact with the head, um, neck rolls, you know, you name it. There's there's a bunch of different things, breakdowns you get penalised for. The Fijian yellow card, probably reckless, fair, but I don't know what he's supposed to do. You know, he gets. He steps back inside. His head's going to be in an awkward position. If he steps back inside and his head is on the left hand side, he's going to get knocked out because he's get the hip. If he then his head is to the right and he ducks too early, then he's going to probably get a knee to the head. So it's a tough one. A massively tough one. I mean, you're going to go to, as you say, you're going to go down low. You get a you get a boot, a four, uh, a knee, a forearm in the head. If you go up high, you're going to get head on head. It's almost. I mean, do, at what point does the do the do the do the coaches have to work with World Rugby or work with the referees? It's a it's a no man situation. We've seen it all over and over again. Um, how do you keep your heads up high if you're a uh, if, if you're an Irishman right now? You're, there's a, there's a lot of Irish uh, um, um, fa- or fans, a lot of Irish listeners to our show. I should say, what do we do to keep their heads up high? Because uh, from my from my side, being a, being a Kiwi, these guys can be really really proud of myself. And I would say that exactly if I was in the in, in the opposite chair now. If we were a losing side, I would say that the Kiwis assuming we played that game, because it could have gone 50-50, would be an exactly, we'd still keep their head up high. And I would say that based after a South Africa loss and based after a, a, a French loss, which we had in the first round as well, what's what's going for? What's the bigger picture for, for Ireland? I think you, I mean, it's it's very raw right now. So I think, you know, you probably have another couple of points of Guinness to... Ease, ease. <laughs> to try and ease the pain, and yeah. then uh, and then afterwards you, you start to look forward to Six Nations. Yeah, um, is there a second team for them to support? I don't know because I know it's probably it? not going to be England. Do you know? And they're probably I don't know if they'd be back in France or or South Africa out of the two. And New Zealand are they going to back? It's it's a hard thing. I think everyone's second team was Fiji, and. Uh, they're no yeah. longer here. They're so. no longer here. Exactly, exactly. We just got the news and I'm not sure what, I can't remember what the final score is. I'm not sure what the final score is, but England uh, got the upper hand on Fiji. I know that they were dominating at half time because that's as far as I got to see. But uh, Fiji came back in the second half, didn't they? Would you say they 26 did. all or 24? Tw- 24 all, yeah. 24 all yeah. and, and obviously... Four, 14 points down, they came back and uh, yeah, 30 to 24 final score. So pretty gutting for... Bit of a sigh of relief. Drop goal for my own Farrell as well, I think helped. Okay, probably steadied the ship a little, a, a little bit. So uh, well played to, uh, to, to, to to England to getting through. And we're looking forward to the big match uh, tonight in a few hours. Uh, France take on South Africa. Huge. Again, I, I, very much like uh, the New Zealand and um, Ireland match last night. Uh, another 50-50 draw card there, really, wouldn't you think? Yeah, yeah, I think... There's going to be a lot of scrutiny on the referee, how much influence does the crowd have, 
Um, you know, I think the South Africans have been there, done that, both their coaches and players. They've won a World Cup. Do you know? They've been they've been in this kind of pressure before. French are still relatively new to this. Relatively new. Yeah. They're, they're they, have co- been, they have been in a couple of World Cup finals. Yeah, but not these players and not these coaches. Very different. Very different. Dupont. What about Dupont? Dupont's coming back. Is he is he is he a starter tonight? Will he come in off the bench? Do we know? Because I tell you what, with a with a with a fractured cheekbone, mm. no matter how many plates of steel you had it, you take a shudder to the ribs. Yeah, and you is. and you and you rattle every bone in the bo- in, in the body. I think there's there's one team that you probably wouldn't want to face with a broken yeah, is, is, bone is, in South Africa. South Africa. I tell you what, we're looking forward to it. I'm going to change the subject there, uh, 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 not a little bit, a lot. I'm going to just push on to squash a little bit because last night there was a fantastic uh, result. If you're a Kiwi from uh, from New Zealand, of Paul Cole, who um, yeah, who who got up and he was the first Kiwi in 37 years to. Um, to win the US Open. Now, speaking to uh, a good friend of mine, Johnny Williams, who is in Switzerland today, I asked him if he would give me a little bit of a rap. I'm going to see if I can get him on on um, on side here because he was telling, um, yeah, again, he was telling me about uh, about the match because I couldn't get to see. I'm just going to hope that I can get something on there. No, I can't. I'm not sure he would, but uh, anyway, it was a 12-10 result in the um, in, in 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 the in the fifth set, and uh, it was a phenomenal phenomenal match. Squ- by squash to be an Olympic sport as well in 2028. Is that is that confirmed? Is it is that flag football, squash, and cricket? Flag. I don't know how I feel about that. For me, if there's already a World Cup, yeah. I don't think it should be an Olympic sport. If there's I, don't, or- I don't think cricket should be in there. I think football should be in there. Arguably, I don't think tennis and golf should be in there either. You've already got the, you know, the Masters and the Open. So I don't know. The squash, I'm happy to see that because I, I definitely feel you've got other racket sports in there. You know, badminton, the uh, table tennis, and I think squash is it should have been there a long time ago. It should have been in there before breakdancing and skateboarding were. <laughs> so flag football. How many countries play flag football? Well, I tell you what, yeah, exactly. Flag football. Mm. That's yeah. a... Um, I mean, you tell me, well, some people don't play cricket. A lot of countries don't play cricket and it'll be the same countries that are participating in the World Cup. But, yeah, again, for me, uh, cricket and flag football probably shouldn't be in there, but squash, 100%. Yeah, I tell you what, it's been a long time coming and um, squash will be absolutely delighted with um, with with that one. Be, to to be honest with you, because uh, well, they've been bidding for a long, long time. Um, Alex Goff, um, yeah, all the team will be absolutely delighted. Well, that's news to me, and I can tell you that I'm absolutely delighted to um, to, to 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 hear that uh, to hear that news. Regretfully, I cannot get um, I cannot get Johnny Williams' uh, file up. I'm not sure what uh, what I've done wrong here in the studio, but let's say let's say uh, we will we will try and get it on uh, tomorrow morning um, with Sam actually because he's given me um, Johnny Williams giving me brilliant insight into in, into into what went on. But who I have got uh, in the studio join me just now, Anthony Perez from Let's Fuss News. We know that we've had the um, we've had the uh, um, why your why is your mic not on there? Is your your mic's not on there? No, you're not. You're not on. I'm I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure why you're on. Are you on ah, with me now? It's I, working now. We're, we're working now. Thank you very much. So we um, so a lot of internationals going on this weekend, Anthony. 
um, Luxembourg over in Iceland. Where do we want to start? You know what? Let's start from the beginning. Last Friday was the game before the end game. Iceland took our national team at home in the cold stadium of Reykjavik. Seeing the lineup, a lot of questions uh, came up with Laurie Lance, the captain on the bench. For him playing Eldin Djokovic with his first start for Luxembourg. The return of Jesse Rodriguez and Oliver Till after their suspension uh, were back on the team sheet. The first half was disastrous. Iceland literally dominated the game and uh, we were lucky. We were actually only one nil behind because uh, that we could have also been two nil, three nil behind. It was, was kind of crazy. Then it came a story only written by football. Justin Rodriguez gets subbed down before the whistle for the second half and scores only seconds later being called David Skerrel in Luxembourgish from the commentators, scoring his 17th goal for the national team and making him the alone top scorer of the Luxembourgish national team history. Ah, fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. What a moment. But he didn't know at that time that, we, that he will go from hero to zero. Have you seen the last scene, actually? No, I haven't seen the last scene, but I have heard about okay, it. Okay. Tell us the story. On adding time, the Iceland, came, the Iceland goalkeeper came up for the corner because Iceland desperately needed a win to uh, keep their, their hopes for, the, for qualifying. And then uh, Luxembourg gets uh, gets the ball. Anthony Morris plays the ball in front. Jas Rodriguez is in front of uh, an empty goal, and then misses. And and where did he where did he put it? What is it? A David Beckham row forty two. You know, like he's like outside of the penalty area, and then you know the ball is bouncing. So he he went uh, for a volley when he had time to control it. I don't know, but. A lot of people complain, like, yeah, he should have passed the ball. Yeah, he was egoistic, too much uh, arrogance. But I like, I was like, bro, you know, you're fond of an empty goal. You're a striker. Of course you're going to shoot. Yeah. It's uh, it's a shame he missed. That would have been like a huge step uh, for the qualifying. But you know what? Just give everything on Monday against Slovakia and nobody's going to talk about it anymore if we, we beat them on Monday. Anyway, we... We, sh- we have to beat them, even if we won against Iceland. If we lose now against Slovakia, you know. What, what are the chances? What are your What are your ch- What are your odds? Would you say? Oh, for me, it's a start. It's a game which starts with nil nil. No, no. It's both team will have to fight for the second place. There's no. There, there's not much more to say. Like Luxembourg need this second place. Slovakia needs this second place, and the team is going to win, making a huge step for the qualifying. I'm not saying if Luxembourg wins, it's already over. We are qualified. We still have to uh, to face Bosnia and Liechtenstein. A lot of people will say, yeah, okay, it's only Liechtenstein. Well, I wouldn't say it's only Liechtenstein because we actually got up in the first leg, didn't we, against Liechtenstein? Yeah. Luxembourg are playing really well for the moment because you'd, you'd definitely take the results that we've had against Ireland. You'd definitely, uh, Iceland rather, you'd definitely take them. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. know, I, we're in a really good a, a good position right now. We're in a good position, but uh, so our advantage is that we both play against Bosnia and Slovakia at home and the Liechtenstein away. That's uh, that's going to be a huge advantage for us. And like heat that start the Luxembourg, and I can't really wait to see this game. Sold out? Sold out on the paper. Hey. <laughs> every game has Get been... Get yourselves down there. Every game has been sold out yet. Uh, you, except Portugal, you saw the, the stadium wasn't really sold out. It was kind of full. 
I gotta say that a lot of people went to the game, which is really cool compared to Josie Bartel, where you had like, I don't know, not even 5,000 people for national team games. And now when we're playing against Liechtenstein, you get like 7,000 people in the stadium. That's a pretty strong developing, uh, developing? Development? Yeah, development. Yeah, somehow. somehow. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I won't start uh, watching the statistics. Who has one more games? Who had more possession? A game start with nil-nil, with two teams fighting for the second place because Portugal is already qualified. Yeah, so. sure, but the, but that was to be expected right yeah, from the start, yeah. though, right? If you put uh, form and and, yeah. and 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 history and world ranking, I guess you could say, it was always going to be like that. Now let's chill out a bit with, uh, with this whole suspense. Let's move back to the national football because even if we had uh, the national team playing, we've got the first women's league and one went to start with Rosbo because they had one little thing to celebrate. Uh, after, six or s after six games, they scored their first goal of the season against L, making it 1-8. Yay. In the end, wow. <laughs> L ended beating them 10-1. Emirati scored a hat-trick in this game and already has six goals in six games and he's only 17 years old. Wow. Play, a player to watch. 17 years old. You know, in, in women's football, it's kind of like, uh, how we say it, it's... it's um, she'll, be, she'll be training with the national... I mean, obviously, uh, I'm guessing in the under-19s or under-21s, I'm guessing, but they'll, she, she'll be having games for the for the know, national team I, I, I don't know if she's Luxembourgish I, I haven't checked if she if she's Luxembourgish or Belgium from Belgium I, I'm not sure about it yet but uh, in how you say it, in the first women's league in Luxembourg you know you have a lot of young players who get a chance to play you have uh, for example in the Anton WMG a lot of young players you've got a dickish players like Joana Renko who are only 18 19 years old who, who are playing the first league for already three four years and wow. balling in the league it's it's in Mama as well with Cabral or uh, Olivia Konspik who went to Israel uh, one year ago you know yeah it's it's a good league to develop talents. It's really good in general. Women's football is a, a pretty good football to develop young talents because it's developing even more. And then you know what I mean. <laughs> but uh, time is running away, so let's move on. Let's move back to the news with Swift Hasbranch. After that disappointing draw against the Anton WMG, they didn't let Dikesh any chance to score and won in the end by four 0 making them second in the table. Mama wins the top game against Young Linster three one. Cabral, Machado, and Kelly Mendes were the goal scorers for this game. Amy Thompson got subbed in after one hour and got her seven assist fifteen minutes later. Betonbo keeps losing, this time against Racing, which these last four years was considered as an absolutely banger game, which ended this time with a scoreline of 6-0. Betonbo remaining together with Rosbaugh with not a single point this season. Finally, Anton WMG, who are playing for the top this season, showed a top performance by defeating Differenche 4-0. Moving, uh, moving on quickly with the air promotion with Avenir Bergen. Uh, with uh, conceding the second defeat in a row and losing their first place to US Hostad, we defeated Vormeldange 2-0. We've gone on the second place. On the second place, Remelange, uh, who drew 2-2 in the game, and Bergen is now only 
on the third place. And let's remember, it's still a good uh, result. But we hope for them they can uh, uh, be back on the winning side. Let's see. And on the fourth, we've got Valfa in the fourth place for the relegation playoffs. And that's it with last first news right on time. Uh, let's hope for Luxembourg that they will do a class game against Slovakia. Slovakia. Slovakia it is. And we're going to be there at the stadium, obviously. You're going to be doing live ticker. Is that right? Yeah. That's what I'm. That's the what I got told. But yes, we will be there. You little beauty. Uh, let's talk sport. We'll be there with Anthony, and we will be doing getting as close to the pitch as possible. If anyone can, Anthony can. I tell you what, you got as close to Ronaldo as we could possibly wow, get. It was awesome. outstanding. Well done, James. I'm going to put you on it and mount right okay. now. Who's going to win? Uh, for me, it's a fifty. It's a it's a fifty fifty. If I have to put it on, if I if I had money on it. I'm going to go South Africa only because I think they'll be paying odds that'll be a little bit shorter, and I'd go for that extra five cents for what it's worth. I don't, I don't know what it's it's going on, but I'd, I'd I'd go South Africa only to go against the odds. My head tells me France. My heart tells me, I would say South Africa because of from the south. My guts tells me France, so I, I think France are going to win. But Oof. I'd still bet. I'd still bet. South Africa, what gamble, about you? Gamble mate? responsibly. Gamble, gamble responsibly. <laughs> you know. Um, no, look, I'd probably, uh, I'd probably have to say that South Africa might just be favourites, not favourites, so to speak, but I think they might just, uh, they might just do it by by six. I'd it's going to be a belter. Now, if you're listening to this on Monday morning, you already know the, you all knew, already know the results. We are excited. I'm excited. You can tell by my voice that I'm extremely pumped. We were delighted to. Uh, a fabulous match last night, and I think it's going to. Uh, we're going to get another one uh, again. Um, I've got to call the wrap on there. Listen. Anthony, thank you again. Let's force news. Uh, make sure you're watching our um, Instagram so, um, Instagram page on Monday night. If you're not going to the game, <laughs> if you want to get to the game, let us know six two one fifty two five thousand. I think we might have a ticket or two to give away. Um, yeah, get 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 in touch, James. Thank you very very much for uh, stepping in tonight. Answering Once the call. Once again, answering the call. Answering the call. But I mean, what better man to get? This is not going to be the first time. This is not going to be the last time. We want James on here as much as possible. I don't feel my sleeves as well as Scott feels his sleeves. I'll be honest. My arms need a bit of work. You need, <laughs> I tell you what. Or I mean, buy smaller shirts. I tell shirts. you what, but, 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 I'm, but I'm I'll pleased you've got a Fiji rugby jersey. For those that can't see James, he's got an absolute belter of a rugby uh, a Fiji rugby shirt on. No school like the old <laughs> then there's, school. There's no school like the old school. You're dead right. Uh, many thanks to the volunteers out there that make our sporting world tick. Now, listen, you're going to listen to Sam Steen, or you can listen to Sam Steen at 6 a.m. every every morning. Um, he's got his show. Steps at 12. Melissa at 3. It's always a big win when the athletes give back. For that, I'm going to leave you on there and you're going to hear from us on Wednesday. It's good night and good and all, and we're over it. It was as if he kicked about three pounds of haggis that time because it hardly got off the ground. Three pounds of haggis. 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 Three pounds of haggis because it hardly got off the ground.